All right, good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. We got some pretty interesting news today, uh, particularly with a few different things having to do with politics, but we're not just going to focus on that. We're going to cover everything that's been going on in the world, at least the ones that I seem to uh, uh, fit more appropriately for what should be covered. Now, First off, Ukraine, the Ukrainian government, made an announcement exposing some of the deals that Hunter Biden was involved in. Now, they haven't said anything about his father, Joe, but they did mention some things saying that they're going to be looking into some corrupt um, and possible, they said possibly corrupt instances there. Now, listen, guys, the way I see it is like this, and I think you guys see it the same way because a lot of you guys out there, I notice we all tend to share the same general perspectives, but ultimately, the way that it's viewed by a lot of people is that it depends who you ask. But the, the approach we have to take here is we have to say, okay, doesn't matter what side you're on. You can have a liberal perspective on one thing and then take a conservative approach on another. There's too much tribalism going on right now in the sense that if you're on the right, you have to side with the right, even if you don't agree internally. Too much ego, too much tribalism, too much conflict. That's too much division. If someone did something wrong, they got to go to jail. But again, it's a double standard or maybe even a triple standard in the system, especially with people who have money, especially when and let's face it, especially when your father is the incoming president. So I highly doubt anything's going to happen with respects to this announcement from the Ukrainian government, which the mainstream media didn't cover, by the way, as well as the alleged investigation into and I say that with air quotes because it's more than just an investigation into Hunter Biden's taxes. But again, we got to see what uh, what happens now. The person who owned the computer shop in which Hunter Biden took the laptop to, if you remember from the New York Post story, he decided to sue Twitter for defamation and he decided to sue Twitter for about $500 million. Now, allegedly, this has been turned down already by a judge who said that he has no merit and no standing for such a large lawsuit with respects to defamation. So we'll see if that is appealed or we'll see what will happen there. And that's the nice thing about the court system. Even though it is corrupt in many different ways, you still have your chance to appeal and all that. I mean, yes, does it take time? Absolutely. But I mean, at the end of the day, the court system is broken uh, in so many different ways, and both sides agree on that. So it, it honestly depends on how it should be fixed and how it should be reformed or changed. But again, unless the core foundation of the corruption and the lobbying and the bribery on a public and on a classified level is wiped clean and exposed, it's not going to happen. Now, yes, we could argue that Trump is actually doing this. Is he trying to expose these kind of people? Very possible. He did do a few things that indirectly led to some of these people literally leaving the United States that the mainstream media won't talk about. For example, there was a gentleman by the name of Viktor Slachevsky, who was the founder of Burisma, which ironically was the same company that Hunter Biden was sitting on the board on. Now, whether or not these things were going on, these corrupt dealings were going on when Hunter was on the board is hard to say. However, what ended up happening was he left and he fled Ukraine and he fled the, he, for the United States. He was in the U.S. for a little while, too. He fled there as well. Once Trump started looking into possible corruption ties with Biden with the Bidens in Ukraine now whether or not Trump was doing that to literally disrupt as they say drain the swamp or disrupt the deep state it's hard to say or if Trump was doing it for the election because this allegedly was around the same time that Trump apparently did this bribery quid pro quo thing again there's two sides to every story right and so ironically when Obama and Biden were in there, Viktor Slachevsky didn't worry about a thing. Once Trump started looking into things, he fled. Ironically, coincidentally, again, 
you could say in this case there's no such thing as conspiracies but at the same time there's no such thing as coincidences as well right the next thing is that former gop congressional candidate vanessa tijerina i believe that's how you say her last name was lured into a hotel and beaten to a pulp and tortured and gagged. They found the guys who did the actual physical beating on her and the and the torturing, but they did not find the people or the person who paid and gave the order to these people to beat her up. Now, she said the reason why she was so easily lured into this hotel was because she received a phone call from someone saying they had very important information to tell her, but they could not tell her on the phone, and they had to meet her at this hotel. Now, she said she did not resist when she finally realized that it was a trap. She didn't resist because she said the more she resisted, the more badly she would have been beaten. And she said she wanted to stay alive for her two children. Look, guys, I respectfully, I don't care what side you're on. That's a terrible thing. I don't care what party you're involved in. I don't, it doesn't matter, the left, the right. And we've seen cases on both sides. We've seen it on both sides. It's, it's terrible. That's just, that's the worst thing that could ever happen other than the, her actually dying which you know knock on wood thank god she didn't right i i i don't know what to say about that that's just it's 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 garbage it's full of shit it's ridiculous who the hell would do something like that just i don't know anyways the uh, there were about 500 vaccines that were discarded and thrown out in wisconsin they also say the vaccine won't be as strong as the new mutated strains and felchi also said that certain data has been evolving so that it's being shown now that the data is telling these doctors particularly felchi and his team that schools for children are not nearly as bad as they had initially thought now i want to bring something up very important and i'm not trying to make this a conspiracy but again we got to look at all the angles and not just listen to the direct narrative because what goes on behind the scenes is so complex that when the media reports it they make it seem like this simple story that you know everything's going well and this and that well look whether or not Trump knew something before the election or whether he did or didn't, Trump was saying for the longest time the schools have to open, the schools have to open. Now, it's a little bit ironic that after the election, they've now slowly been saying more and more, yeah, the kids can go back to schools. And I know they did say this before the election. I do believe they did, but not as much as they do now. And it's almost like they're ramping up for a form of a subliminal hidden message that was always there. So they could always say, look, oh, it was there, it was there. But it was never prominent. So when the media is partnered with these types of institutions to prop up these kind of messages, they choose which messages they prop up and which ones they keep suppressed. And it's very simple, right? So all I'm saying is I'm not saying it's a conspiracy and I'm not saying it's Fauci, but at the same time, I'm not leaving him out of it either. But ironically enough, when you go to the very top of the food chain, and I've talked about this in the afternoon episodes, we're going to see that it's more of a top down sort of. I don't want to say dictatorship or authoritarian uh, kind of rule, but whatever the executives tell the news reporters and whatever the head executives within these institutions, even within the STEM community, the science, technology, engineering, mathematics community, they tell them they don't tell them directly what to say, but they imply what to say. Now, I'm not saying that Fauci is lying about the data or anything like this, but again, Trump was saying for months, open the schools, open the schools. Did he have data to back that up? No, but... He did say, listen, we got to open them up because there's going to be more issues mentally in the mental health side with children than if you bring them back to school. I see both sides, and I'm not saying that to try to dodge the question. I can understand both sides here. Now, I think ultimately it's up to the parents. If the parents see that the kids are struggling, then maybe if they feel within their region, it's safe enough to bring them back to school. Or in some cases, if they don't think the virus is even a thing. It, it, do as you will however and and i support that but i also support 
excuse me, I also support the idea of keeping them home. And in some cases, a lot of families have picked up or purchased pets for the mental health of the, of the family and the children because it's the parents too. It's taken a mental toll on everyone. And, you know, I got to give Trump this when he said the cure cannot be worse than the problem itself. I know a lot of people have laughed at that, but he did. And he said this back in March. He raised a very good point. I'm not trying to say that he's great. I'm not trying to say that he's bad. But look, at the end of the day, I don't care if. Okay, that's probably a bad example. I was going to say, I don't care if you're the devil himself. If you do something good, I'll give you credit for it. But you get what I'm trying to say, right? So ultimately, doesn't matter how anyone views Trump when he does a good thing or he does something good for the American people and for the rest of the world. Why can't we give him the credit for it instead of bash on him? That's all I'm saying, right? Now, and it's also basic mathematic probability too, by the way, just want to quickly mention, it's not mathematically probable. It's possible, but not probable that every single decision he's made in the last four years has been what they call a fuck up or a screw up. No chance. He's done a lot of good things, right? The next thing I want to talk about is that the allegedly the stronger strain that was found in the UK was discovered and confirmed in Colorado. Look, they're saying that the vaccine alleging this is assuming hypothetically this is all legit. They're saying that the vaccine should still fight against it, but it might not be a 94% or 95% efficacy rate. It might go down to somewhere in the low 90s, high 80s, or somewhere in the mid 80s in terms of the efficacy of it. I mean, look, I guess if it works, it works, but these new strains are, are, are popping up in a very ironic and coincidental form. I mean, yes, could it be mutating? Assuming it's real, the vir- I mean, viruses mutate. That's just the, the form of biology in nature. And I'm not a bi- biologist or scientist by any means, but hey, right? So anyways, uh, two of the cops involved in the shooting uh, received term of Brianna Taylor allegedly received termination letters, but nothing's been confirmed yet. I mean, look, the way that whole situation went down, it's hard to say unless you're there. It's hard to say unless you got footage. But at the end of the day, there seems to be enough evidence to su- to substantiate the fact that not in this case in general, but overall, it, I would say cops need more training. This whole thing of defunding the police, I personally, I don't agree with that. And I can understand very slightly the perspective of it. But overall, I mean, come on, like what without without the police, without them on the ground, what do we like? It doesn't make any sense. And that defunding the police is a very bad look for the Democratic Party. And it's you know, it's so bad when Obama says it. And other African-American congressional prominent Democrats are saying it as well, that defunding the police is a bad look for the Democratic Party. I can understand why it's being said in protest because of the anger against very certain ethnic communities in, in the past, you know, 50 to 100 years or more. I get that. I get that. At the same time, if anything, they should be funded more to, pr- to give them more and better training. And both Republicans and Democrats have agreed and independents have agreed with this perspective more so than that of defunding the police. That's more of a in the moment kind of riled up or kind of heated up. Let's just kind of yell it out loud thing. I think overall defunding the police is the absolute worst idea that could be done. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyways, now, apparently California has gone into an indefinite shutdown. Normally, the way it works everywhere around the world is every 25 to 30 days, the local governments or the state or federal governments around the world or provincial, whatever, regional, whatever, will renew the lockdown every 25 to 30 days. Um, where I live, it's every 28 days they're doing it. And look, I mean, I got a big problem with them saying in California, you can't even go for a walk outside. I mean, I don't know how strictly they're enforcing it, 
But the fact that they're even saying that, I, I've got a big problem with that. Not just legally, but look, it's one thing if you tell everyone to stay inside and they can't open their businesses and things like that. That's already messed up enough. That's damaging enough. But they can't go for a walk. Or if they do, they're only allowed X amount of time every day. I mean, I've said this before, but there's certain countries that I've seen and I've heard where you got to text the police to go outside. These are not third world countries. This is insane. These are like Eastern European countries and European based. What the hell's going on? You got to text the cops to go for a walk. What if you just bought a pet to help with you and your family's mental health because of because of these lockdowns that everyone's got to follow? And then you go outside for a walk. You want to take it for a walk and then you get a ticket for walking them. What the hell is that? That's ridiculous. Now, okay, we can say that we, I don't, I might, me personally, you guys don't know the particular issues or the specific concerning issues of the data being presented to California. And yes, I know California has a very high population, but come on, people can't go for a walk and now an indefinite lockdown. Come on, really? Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to play this right down the middle as best as I can in an unbiased way. But what is this? I can't, you can't go for a walk. Come on, that, that, that's ridiculous to me. Honestly, to me, it doesn't matter if the world is ending. If someone can't go for a walk, physical activity, good for your mental health, good fresh air. Like, I don't understand. But anyways, now the next thing is that Luke Letlow, an incoming Republican congressman who was supposed to start serving his term, I believe one week from today, died from COVID complications at the age of 91. Guys, I'm sorry that I'm making this whole episode about COVID, but that seems to be the only news every outlet's reporting. Left, right, far left, far right, center left, center right, right down the center. Again, it's 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 a touchy subject because it depends what pre-existing conditions you had before. It depends how much you believe in the institutions to say, okay, I believe they're telling the truth. So it comes down to, was he a smoker? Did he have issues before? Did he catch an allegedly very strong strain of it? Who knows, right? The next thing I want to talk about is that Tyson food plant employees in Waterloo, Iowa, were taking bets on who was going to catch COVID, how many people were going to catch COVID, and allegedly, this is not confirmed this part, but who was going to die first and things like this. Now, the CEO came out and said, well, this is this was just a, it was a big pool, betting pool for amongst the employees, yes, the, the, the ground level workers, but it was to boost morale and things like that. After he said that, he got a lot of backlash for that. A bunch of families whose whose members have died allegedly of COVID from the Tyson food plants are now suing for many different reasons. And the CEO of Tyson hired Eric Holder, the former attorney general. I don't remember under which presidential administration, but long story short, he lawyered his ass up with some of the top people. Right. As as would be expected any time a lawsuit comes uh, the way of any of these corporations. Right. So. This is a cla- putting the COVID thing aside. This is a classic example of how the system works, right? Everyone knows everyone at the top. Everyone's got their own little circles, but they need they can reach out to everyone else outside of their little circles if they need to. Uh, money buys everything. The more money you have, the more easier everything in life becomes. And it's as simple as that. There's nothing else really to it. That's why he was able to use not even his own money, but the company's money to hire a former attorney general, the top cop in the country, one of them, the top lawyer as well. So these guys, they don't, these type of uh, people who are educated with in law like this, they don't mess around, right? The next thing is that Oxford and AstraZeneca vaccine approved in the UK for mass rollout and usage. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess, like, it was, 
excuse me, it was only a matter of time. Yeah, sure. I mean, whatever. I, whether or not people are going to want to take it, that's a very different thing. But anyways. Next thing is that the Nashville suspect's girlfriend allegedly told police a year ago, give or take, that he was making bombs. I'm not trying to defend him. And this is not a good thing for me to say. But a lot of people have weapons in their homes. A lot of people have bombs in their homes that a lot of people don't know about for self-defense. I'm not saying that he was defending himself and things like this. What he did was terrible. Again, I spoke about this in yesterday's afternoon episode at about the 9-minute mark, 9-minute, 30-second mark, I believe it was, where I talked about how it could have been a distraction of sorts, could have been a test to see, to test the frequential range of some of these devices and things like that. It's hard to say. It really is. So I'm not going to sit here and say and defend him for making bombs. But at the same time, if the police didn't act on it when she told the police, hey, that's the police's fault. I mean, look, I understand that it's easier said than done. The police get tips every single day, half the time or maybe a good chunk of the time. They're just empty threats, but they have to look into them anyways. So it's hard to keep track of everybody. But again, this is the problem. I mean, it's very scary to think that right outside of my house, a truck could just pull up and just blow itself up. As I'm sure you guys probably think the same thing, right? And that's how unpredictable the world has become. And that's what I mean about the bombs and the guns thing. This is why, personally, I'm a big proponent of the Second Amendment within the United States. I think that it not only is it the right to do this, but I think at the same time, it's you have the right to defend yourself. And uh, again... You, I might lose subscribers or viewers for saying that, but again, I'm I'm not a super big gun guy, but I can fully understand. However, I can also understand the restrictions that certain Democrats and liberals want to put onto the gun laws and things like this, because again, it's hard to prevent the mass shootings and all that, but I, it, that's a whole other discussion for another episode entirely, so I don't want to jump into that too much, but I under, let's put it this way. I understand both sides entirely. The next thing is that an ER nurse allegedly tested positive for covid eight days after her shot now you got to take two shots apparently again if assuming the vaccine even works and things like this apparently it can still happen because you're never fully vaccinated with the 94 95 efficacy uh until your second shot so it's your first shot then you got to go back 21 days later so three weeks after for your second shot and then you got to wait two weeks after that second shot to be to, to know for certain that you are fully vaccinated now again you could still probably transmit this virus even if you have the vaccine doesn't mean you'll get any of the symptoms but you could still transmit it to someone who hasn't taken the vaccine yet so again it's hard to say you know i, I just i uh, the more i sit here and look back guys the more i think that they're just trying to distract us from the real world events that are going on politically and and asymmetrically uh by distracting us with this COVID stuff but anyways Joe Biden also called Kamala Harris president-elect by accident. Look, he's had a stuttering problem, not trying to defend him. He is old, but at the same time, he's made a lot of mistakes where he may have actually been telling the truth and things like that. We've seen this in presidents before where they'll do interviews and then they'll say certain things and then their wives or whoever they're doing the interview with or someone in the background will give them a kind of look to remind them, hey, don't, don't push this too much, don't say this too much and things like this. But look... They have to watch what they say. At the end of the day, this is not a good look for Biden. He's always coughing when he's speaking and all these different things, right? So it's very hard to say. And the final thing is that the Russian FSB, their version, I believe, of the FBI, and the American DEA, Drug Enforcement Administration, and the Justice Department from the U.S. just broke up a an alleged massive drug ring as well. So this is pretty interesting. Uh, we don't know specifics on it yet, but again, like I said, guys, this is in the traditional episodes. This is a perfect example 
of how governments work together on the public front when it's in their best interest, but then at the same time, they're hiding so many things from one another. So again, it's multi-layer chess, and this has been going on long before Trump even came in. It's just Trump exposed a lot of it, whether you agree with what Trump did or not. Like I said many times before, he certainly caused a, caused a ripple in all this and uh, in the overall timeline of the establishment and all that. And so when we look at this, we say, okay, th I mean, it's a good thing a drug ring was busted. I mean... I guess if you like drugs, it's not a good thing. I don't know, right? But anyways, uh, that's it for today's episode. And we will catch you guys later this afternoon for the traditionally, uh, the regularly scheduled episode. If not, we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Thank you so much.